we're here today chatting with Aaron Champion um, at uh, Father's Office, a really great, the famous Father's famous office. Father's Office, an awesome uh, beer bar in uh, San Monica in uh, uh, in L.A. And uh, we're uh, with Aaron, who happens to be a Torontonian living in L.A. now. Uh, and not only that, a beer guy who is here uh, amongst doing other things, uh, really into the scene um, in this uh, amazing city. Uh, welcome, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd like to start off, I mean, I think it's really interesting that you are from Toronto um, and you're here now. Could you uh, maybe just sort of talk about how you ended up here um, and what's your uh, what's your story uh, to uh, to today um, yeah I, I uh, born and raised in Whitby Ontario uh, went to Ryerson University that's when I moved to Toronto um, very quickly uh, well, I guess we went to Ryerson for film and TV which was where my career went and which brought me down here um, but always, always involved in the beer industry in, in Ontario. In Ontario um, worked for Volo, uh, and ultimately came down here for film and TV. And very quickly realized that I didn't really like hanging out with people in film and TV, and I much preferred people in the beer industry. Um, and that kind of uh, really became came full circle. So I. Uh, Launched a website called Cascade LA. Uh, started working with Cast Days, bringing California beers up to Cast Days, um, and it really started to take a much bigger part of my life, uh, much more than when I was in Toronto. But uh, it definitely all started with the craft beer scene in at home. Awesome. So LA is such a big city. Uh, I've been here just for about 24 hours. I don't even know where to start. Um, like for somebody who might be visiting from from back home. I mean, what, what, what advice would you give somebody who is trying to, uh, you know, figure out, figure out the beer world out here? Because it's such a big city. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start, and I know beer. Um, what advice would you have? Um, I guess it's, I mean, it's funny, because I think, like, when I first came down here, I would stumble into a random bar, and they would have, you know, a lot of stone on tap, or um, Sierra Nevada, or, you know, they... The stuff that 10 years ago in Toronto felt very special to get, and it was available everywhere. So, you know, at first I was just like, oh, well, craft is everywhere. But then you dig a little deeper and you realize that, you know, Stone IPA is the equivalent to Tank House yeah. at this point <laughs> in California. So it's really, you realize that there's a lot, a lot more to go for. Um, so you really kind of, it's a, it, you know, LA is a, LA is a city of neighborhoods, so you definitely do, uh, city of neighborhoods, so you definitely do um, figure out what's in your neighborhood in terms of beer bars, uh, check out the local spots, um, really figure out what the best, um, what the best spots to go, go check out, and you really just have to like try the things you don't recognize, you know? Um, try the beers you've never heard of because you know, there's a lot of beer in the states that you recognize by name that is great, but at the same time, it's a small local stuff that you really like that is really going to open your eyes to what the community is. So you mentioned uh, Stone Sierra, yeah, um, breweries that that a lot of people back up in uh, Ontario would know. 
Um, but the beer scene's exploded in LA in the last couple of years. Do you want to talk about some of the places, some of the breweries that people might not know um, that are that are making making waves? Um, yeah, I definitely. In the city? Uh, in, for LA, I think um, I think Monkish Monkish Brewing Company in Torrance is just doing some of the best beers I've had in years. It's all like across the country, really. Um, a lot of mixed fermentation stuff. Uh, they have three uh, white wine fooders that they're aging a lot of beers in that are just like really, really great. Um, they're now doing these like kind of uh, New England style hazy IPAs, um, which basically like if you they release them every every two weeks and in cans. And if you want them, you're basically lining up for four hours if you want to buy them. Wow. Um, and I'm not one to chase hype, but I will stand behind that brewery in terms of the beer quality they're they're putting forward. Um, actually, funny that we're we're in Father's office, but a former manager out of a Father's office uh, opened a brewery up in Highland Park called Highland Park Brewing Company, um, and they're doing great stuff. They're getting a lot of attention too. Again, mixed fermentation stuff that's really good, uh, really good IPAs, more West Coast style IPAs. Um, but they're also just one of those breweries that. Every style they do is pretty solid and well-made. They're kind of similar to Bellwoods in that they have this, like, tiny little space that they've just figured out how to make work um, to the point where their mash tun's actually on wheels and they wheel it around their brew house so that it isn't in the way otherwise. Um, Their their barrel room is actually in a shipping container in the parking lot of their their space. which is in a, it, it's quite inland, so it's like uh, the temperatures get, go get pretty hot, oh, high, yeah. and they actually, but they use that to their advantage, where um, they're able to age beer is much quicker than places with temperature control, um, because obviously temperature affects wood in, in different ways. And they're one of those breweries where you just like when you when you taste their stuff, you, like it's so good that you know that they've like they've just got their processes down. They know what they're working with. Um, what their limitations are, and they just kind of brew beers to that to their own strengths. And I think they, they're doing really great stuff. Um, and then I guess the third in the area, which is Orange County, it would be uh, Noble Ale Works, who just won a, a gold medal at uh, World Beer Cup for uh, IPA um, for their I Love It IPA. Um, their IPAs are just unbelievable. Still very West Coast style, even though like the trend is going more towards those hazy New England stuff. They're keeping it kind of classic uh, with the West Coast style, but keeping the bitter, bitter, bitterness low and just like really kind of fruit forward, tropical, um, amazing uh, hop blending. There's some on some of their IPAs, they're using five or six different hops and just really creating really uh, complex, interesting hop characteristics on their beers. Very cool. Um, I want to ask you about just the scene out here, and I I don't want to harp on how big LA is, but. You know, in San Diego, where I was early in the week, you know, it feels like there's fairly close-knit community. They have a guild. Pretty much everybody's a part of it. Even back in Ontario, most of the breweries in the city and the province know each other. They work together for the most part on a lot of things. Do you see a close community amongst the brewing, the brewers of the city, or is it a bit bit disparate? No, it's actually, it's, it's a super small community. I mean, it's definitely growing. I, I mean, I've been involved for almost three years now and the changes that have happened in the last three years are pretty uh, pretty considerable but 
at the same time, I definitely think it's still a very small community. You know, this community is really only four, maybe five years old, really. Um, but the bulk of the growth has been the last three years. And I think that ultimately it's a very open, accepting community, which is one of the reasons why I kind of jumped in with both feet. Um, everyone's working together. Everyone's sharing ideas. Um, you know, I the, uh, the executive director of the LA Brewers Guild is a, a friend of mine, and she always describes um, this community as being open source uh, yeah. in terms of brewers, in terms of... Uh, bloggers in terms of salespeople, everyone just kind of works together, um, understanding that, you know, I guess, you know, to use a cliche, like the rising tide, you know, raises raises all ships or whatever yeah. it is. Um, uh, we're, we're not competing against each other, we're competing against big beer, we're competing against maybe recent buyouts we're competing against yeah. even I mean like you know I think there is still there's more there's more uh, competition between LA and San Diego or LA and San Francisco yeah. than there is within the LA community and I think that's a big thing for LA right now is everyone's really just trying to be push local um, because really when San Diego's three hours away um, that's local too you know like yeah. San Diego's closer than Bose is to Toronto yes. you know oh, so yeah. So uh, we have uh, world-class breweries that could easily fill all the taps in the city, and there's a lot of. And I think the local breweries are doing a good job of kind of standing up to that and and making quality beers that that will rival Stone, Ballast Point, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Twenty First Amendment, and now we're getting a lot more out-of-state breweries like Founders and Bell's launched down here. And those are big launches, but then you see them kind of disappear after a little while. And a big thing is that I think people like something new and then very quickly go back to the thing that was made down the street. Yeah. Well, speaking of local, we're in Father's Office, excellent beer bar in Santa Monica, drinking local beer, I'm having a beach with. Um, what are some of your favorite uh, places in L.A. to find and drink the beers um, that... Uh, that are making uh, that are making a mark in LA. Well, I mean, obviously, so yeah, Father's Office has been great for a long time. Uh, really well curated list. Um, some of the kind of off the beaten path places that you might not get from a tourist guide. Glendale Tap over the hill in Glendale is really fantastic. They have something like seventy taps. Really, tons of tons of beer available. Really, really great stuff. Um, uh, Seth Lynn Beer in Koreatown uh, is, is doing a great job. Uh, Beer Belly in Koreatown is doing a great job. Um, Ryan Sweeney spots, uh, uh, Ryan Sweeney spots like Surly Goat, um, Surly Goat, Little Bear, um, The Woodman. Uh, he's got like nine places now, but all doing really good stuff. Um, so we got one well, one medium, one medium rare. Oh, Library Arrows in Venice has always got a great list, uh, really good food, super comfortable vibe, um, and, and actually a kind of classic spot, uh, Blue Palms Brewhouse in Hollywood, right across, right next to the Fonda Theater. Um, they got 21 taps, but uh, really, really, really good selection. Uh, great food as well, just kind of classic LA bars. Cool. Um, so you came out here... A couple years ago, I saw recently. I went. I took a look at your Twitter feed, and 
three years ago you tweeted about not being able to find a cask beer in LA, or yeah. at least it was very hard. Yeah. You started a site called Cask Beer LA, or Cascale LA. You've been helping the, the Cast Days folks back in Toronto to get some beers up there. How has the how has the scene changed since you got here? Is is it has the, is there more cask? Has, have you been able to um, have you have, have you been able to uh, as, the, as the prophecy of your of your initial tweet uh, uh, come to fruition? Uh, in some ways, I think that there's a few bars that are definitely pushing it more than ever. We're actually gonna have two in, as of maybe two months from now. We'll have two separate English cask ale focused breweries in LA County, which is really exciting. Um, Beachwood, Smog City, um, who else? Beachwood, Smog City do a lot of casks. Noble Ale works does a lot of casks. Um, Bottle Logic does a lot of casks. There's definitely places to get it. Um, you know, for me, it was there's bars that have it, but kind of sparingly, maybe once a month, once every two months. And for me, starting my website was always about just like I want to know when that stuff is available. I don't want to show up and you know see. Like, uh, you know, in Toronto, I always tell people, like, in Toronto, I would walk into a bar, and my first question to the bartender is, what's on cask, you know, um, which is common in Toronto. Like, I, I think yeah. it's everywhere. Um, you know, every neighborhood's got somewhere with a cask engine. And, you know, being able to say what's on cask and getting something new every time is something special. And I don't think we've quite gotten to that level here, but I definitely know that you know, there's a dozen places where I know where I can get it if I want it. Um, I think the biggest concern is quality and beer styles that do well on cask. And some breweries are doing things more for um, uh, kind of kitsch value of adding a bunch of stuff to a cask rather than just making a really solid cask beer, you know, sessionable, easy drinking. And uh, no, I think that'll change over time. Um, certainly there's... Uh, we're we're in IPA country, you know. That's this is where yeah. West Coast IPA started. This is where, you know, that uh, IBUs really drove the industry for a long time. So we'll never quite. I don't think we'll ever quite be in uh, English style, uh, English style focused area. But um, I think there's diversification happening within styles now, and I think that's ex an exciting thing for this community because. Uh, you can get burnt out on West Coast IPAs pretty quickly sometimes. Yeah. Well, I actually wanted to ask you about that because, uh, you know, you mentioned how the L.A. beer scene is pretty young. Uh, just, I mean, a couple years old, as, as you said, four or five years old. Um, heavily into IPAs. Where do, where do you see it going? I mean, I know last time I was in Portland, they there were some styles that started to percolate to the top outside of the American IPA. I mean, do you see that kind of thing happening where the, the scene is evolving a little bit here too? Yeah, yeah. mixed fermentation is a really big thing right now. Uh, Monkey is doing its Phantom Carriage, uh, Highland Park. Um, so Sour is definitely, you know, another cliche. Sour is the new IPA. Yeah. Um, in, I, I was working at a bar for a little while and a lot of people come really in and like say, what's your, what's your most bitter beer? Like what's your, what's your highest right IBU beer? What's your best IPA? And now they're saying... What's your sourest beer? What what sours do you have? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think like the dark beers are doing really well. There's always a dedicated following for Imperial Scouts. I worked in a in Koreatown. I was working in a bar, and there's a lot of Korean people that are just like coming in saying, "I want I want a high like ABV rich 
chocolatey stuff, and that's what they want. And I think Smog City is doing some great uh, dark beers. Um, Beachwood does amazing dark dark stuff. Uh, Modern Times in San Diego. So I, no, there definitely is that diversification. I'm always, I'm on a huge kind of Pilsner kick. Uh, like a lot of people, you know, I think if you can make a really killer Pilsner, then, you know, more power to you. You should create some tank space for that because I think Hoppy Pills, that's going to be the style that is going to be, like, driving for the next couple of years. So, oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, when I was in Portland for the CBC last year, that was the one that seemed to be what was being the predominant new style from brewers. And... There's a lot of great pills yeah. pills in Portland. Yeah, I was blown away. And things that things that seem to happen in Portland seem to trickle into the rest of the country. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, pretty, I definitely uh, think so. Yeah, society so. when you're down there, society uh, brewing is awesome. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I uh, you started a website down, there. Uh, down in LA. I did the same thing years and years years ago back in the back home. I think yours is slightly more popular than mine is, but whatever. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? It's it's the message board. Yeah, the, thing. Still the, for, the forum is the forum still keeps it keeps the uh, yeah, keeps it going. I still say awesome. that uh, anything that's happened in the Ontario craft beer scene in the last now 15 years uh, was talked about really first on the Bartel forum. I'm proud of that, but it's I, really, I, I still yeah. look up the LCBO uh, oh, seasonal listings on Bartel. Well, we just post the the latest autumn ones, which I, I and, uh, just got. But then so. I, I also look up. Uh, People complaining about castings. Oh, you know what? <laughs> if there's one thing you can you can count on from the Bartel forum, it's going to have probably the best information and probably the best amount of ornery complaining in the uh, the beer world in Ontario. I'll tell you, so last year I, I didn't go to Castings, but I, we, we got beer up there in California. Yeah. And I basically lived off of for because I wasn't coming up. I lived off of comments on bar towel and then no. just like. Uh, untapped comments and according to those things uh, cast days was just a disaster but I know better than that <laughs> well I was there and it was amazing uh, how was it what was it like to get like how, what was it like to get the casks up there because I know Ontario can be a little strange when it comes to importing kegs yeah well, um, I, well we definitely have to uh, play by the rules of the keg uh, importers um, there's uh, a, a, an importer makes a lot of money off of cast days. I can say that much. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, it, you know, like we're really lucky. We're really lucky in that uh, Keep Six has the relationship with the LCBO, yeah. um, relationships with uh, imp- the importing agencies that it's really smooth. And like honestly, sending casks across a border, it's the most volatile. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, way to package a beer, and most the, when I first talked to breweries, they were, looked at me like I was crazy, but I was able to convince them because I think of, of what uh, Keep Six has been able to do, Cast Days has been able to do. So um, uh, we have a really good system in place. Uh, festival this year is going to be crazy. Every year, I think we one up ourselves. So um, I'm really excited about the California beers we're bringing this year. Um, so we have some great California beers, but also Portland's coming this year, Washington's coming, yeah, uh, New well. York's coming. Um, lots and lots of great beer. Um, I, do you, you know, help consolidate the whole West Coast? or just No, I do all of California. Okay. Um, so yeah, so this year, um, you know, it's, it's classics. Stone's coming back, which is great. I'm yeah, really excited to, to have Stone. Um, 
San Diego's going to be represented by Modern Times, who is doing oh, amazing, amazing stuff. So we're going to get some more Modern Times up there. Um, who else is coming up? From, uh, oh, uh, Pizza Port's coming back, which is really exciting. Great. I think uh, two years ago, Pizza Port really impressed people. And Pizza yeah. Port outside of the West Coast, especially in Toronto, people don't really know who they are and how important they are in the development of the West Coast IPA style. I was telling people on, on ca- cast days, like, you know, if you look at the World Beer Cup JABF award rankings for IPA back in uh, uh, mid two, mid two thousands, kind of like two thousand six, two thousand seven, like it was the killer. It was it yeah. was it was Pliny the Elder and Pizza Port. Yeah. It was Tommy Arthur who now is Lost Abbey. Yeah. And and Vinny from Russian River that was that basically uh, developed and killed like the double IPA IPA style at that time. And so getting Pizza Port is just like a huge honor, I think, and it's great to kind of spread. The, like kind of their gospel uh, outside of their immediate area. Um, from LA, I'm really excited about um, bringing Monkish back. They're doing great oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, Smog so City's good. coming back. Great. Um, there's a lot. Uh, actually, we're, we're sending Golden Road, which um, you know is a is an InBev company now, but their um, their brewer is one of the most well highly awarded brewers in all of California. Actually, yeah. used to be a brewer at Taps Fish House. Um, but the big thing is uh, we're bringing up uh, cast from uh, Mickler, San Diego, which is, you know, barely three months old. Um, it's the first production brewery from the McKellar brand, and uh, we're bringing up a bunch of casts from them, and that's going to be huge. Um, I don't know if McKellar casts have been served anywhere in North America, so uh, uh, getting them into Toronto is a huge deal for me, and, and starting out this year, um, that was kind of my goal, and I'm really happy that we succeeded with that. Are you going to come up for uh, Cast Days? The, that's the plan right now, unless something else comes up. Um, I, I, Cast Days is like, it's such a wonderful festival. I love being there. I love talking to people. I love seeing the reaction to California beers. But I also like, I just love trying all the Ontario beers too. Like, you know, I, the California beers are great and you should you should drink them. But at the same time, there's some great stuff available from Ontario and the other uh, other areas. So definitely spread spread your t- tokens out among all of the brewers involved. Mm, definitely. So uh, this is a. This podcast will hopefully help uh, people out um, if they ever come to L.A., when they come to L.A. to experiment with the beer scene. But you've got your site, um, which tracks the uh, the local beer scene. So um, maybe just talk about that uh, so people can check that out uh, as, they're, as they're on their way to uh, sunny California. Yeah, so it's uh, www.caskalla.com. Um, you know, the main thrust of the site is just like sharing where you can get cask beer in, in LA, and that's mostly via my Twitter feed. So you can, it's at CaskLA. Um, I also do some kind of editorial stuff, uh, commenting on trends in the industry. I go to GABF every year, that's coming up. So I kind of talk about um, what I see at GABF and uh, the trends in the industry that you see there. To me, GABF is the best place to see the overall. Um, condition of the beer industry in in uh, in the United States because uh, you get good and bad beer all together in one place. Um, uh, you know, I do. I used to do some beer reviews. It's not really my thing. Um, you know, I, I think if you want to know what a beer tastes like, you should taste it. You shouldn't read what someone else thinks about it. Um, but yeah, it's more about to me. More and more, it's about. Uh, beer culture, beer community, um, you know, the things that are driving this, um, 
this beverage that so many people seem so attracted to. So um, I'm always interested in that. I'm interested in brewers. I'm interested in what drives them, the kind of beers that they want to make. Um, uh, to me, it's always... I'm equal amounts. I always say I'm equal amounts promotion to like editorial. I want to promote the beer I like, and um, but also talk about the issues happening in, in craft beer. Um, I'm also really trying to do as much as I can about. Like, I want to connect the California and Canadian beer scenes in, in every way I can because, um, as we talked about, the Toronto community has been is, is kind of in a bubble sometimes, and I think that. Um, everything that we can do together to burst that bubble will uh, is going to help beer in, in, in Ontario, yeah. but also really like introduce our great brewers to the world. Like I really love sharing um, Ontario beer right, guys, with people down here because a lot of people don't really expect the beer to be as good as it is. Um, I'll throw one more plug. Sure. Uh, check out Four Brewers podcast on uh, iTunes. I'm, I'm going to be on there this weekend, but you, if you, you, you can look at the listings whenever you're listening. Um, we'll be tasting a bunch of Ontario beers and uh, getting comments from a bunch of home brewers, but also uh, one of the guys was a, was a brewer at uh, the brewery um, in Anaheim, um, as well as just like some great, uh, some really great kind of beer, beer personalities. So, um, yeah, just like. I really like connecting this community, so hopefully I'll be able to continue doing that through cast days and through podcasts and through stuff like this. Awesome. Well, Aaron, it's been awesome having a beer with you. Um, I love talking Canada and America beer down here. Uh, it's a great, it's a great dichotomy. Not maybe not dichotomy, but there's this thing, this yeah. like tension between the two that I don't think I actually really enjoy. Oh yeah. I know. I love it. I love drinking down here. Um, it's so cool to chat. Um, I'm uh, I'm excited to be able to promote a little bit of uh, of your local beers in LA back home, as just as you're promoting a little bit of our uh, our local beers from Ontario down here. Yeah. So, uh, what beers are you bringing home? Are you packing beers to bring home? Well, you know what I. Since tomorrow, well, you is, don't you don't check do you not check luggage? No, I'm checking I'm checking luggage. I, uh, tomorrow I'm going to do a shop, so I I have some beer in the fridge right now. I have uh, kind of a I picked up a uh, what's what looked like a seasonal or a, or a kind of a, a non-regular release from Ballast Point. I have a I think I have a bottle of Hangar 24. I was going to stop Modern Times, I was going to stop Beachwood, I was going to stop Pizza Port on the way down. And uh, and your great recommendations of Bagby Society, hopefully I can hit up those and end up with a nice little haul to bring home. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thanks, Aaron. It's been great. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.